we've struggled a little bit at the end of the season in the front row and our depth chart was just getting a little bit thin. Now it's got an awful lot thinner. Ironically, might have a weaker sub bench on the front row than a Leinster would have. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. Well, Tommy, coming into this match, all the experts, ex-players, analysts, everybody had us believing this was going to be a big, big win for Limerick. It was probably going to be the most one-sided of the two semi-finals. Why do you think that wasn't the case? Yeah, well, and I was one of those. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I'm no expert, though. <laughs> so, listen, I suppose we were just looking at the farm and it looked like Galway would be hugely dependent on Conor Whelan uh, to score. And to beat Limerick, I suppose, you have to put up a, a big score because they usually put the, the high 20s along with maybe a goal or two with it. And today, I suppose, Conor Whelan only scored two points. It was Cahill uh, Mannion and Tom Mannion scored four points apiece. But I think it was their matchups in defence is why they were so close. They kept, you know, in the first half, I suppose, Gerard Hegarty was on a good, good bit of ball, hitting lovely ball into the full forward line. But after that, he was probably non-existent in the second half. Uh, Joseph Cooney was on, Tom Morrissey, he held him uh, fairly well. So I think it was their matchups in defence, really. Seamus Flanagan, the two points got in the first five minutes. He didn't score after that. Um, but I suppose the one shining light for Limerick in that forward line, Kyle Hayes out the field, but it was Galan inside, scored six points from play. And you always see with this Limerick team, you nail down one of them, someone else steps up and today I thought Dara O'Donovan was instrumental in that second half his supply into Glan was exceptional and Glan duly delivered Looking at that, the early stages because uh, Monaghan got the first free for Galway but then Limerick went on a run Aaron Galan, as you mentioned there he was fantastic and he, he does that thing brilliantly where he's got his back to goal and then spins bang point over the bar at the same time Galway were getting easy chances but putting them wide and you kind of felt well this looks like it is going to go as we all planned it would yeah, but, but, and you'll probably ask, how do Galway keep going? They're down by five points to one after only a couple of minutes. They're hitting a few poor wides, making a few poor decisions regarding shooting. But then they come back into it. Why? Because they're consistently working hard all summer. You stay going, and I know that from playing. If you're putting in the tackles, that's like a score sometimes for yourself, for your confidence, and to keep you going throughout the game. That when you do, eventually, it could be after 20 minutes, it could be after 40 minutes, come into the game, you might get a few handy passes. Your energy levels are up, your confidence is up because you're putting in the tackles even though the hurling isn't flowing and Galway done that so that when the chances did arise then later on in the game they took him, Concannon scored a brilliant goal um, Cottle Mannion scored a couple of great points after being quiet initially he was hovering around the half back line but eventually went back up the field and you know had a great second half so I think Galway consistently they've been working hard and we always lament probably Galway over the years about their inconsistent performances that they could turn up on any given day and beat anyone and shoot the lights out but consistently I thought this summer their work rate their application to the hooking and the blocking and the spirit of the, of the game has been uh, excellent The Limerick backline it's very rare you criticise them but today did it feel like they were a little bit off and I said to you mid-game that perhaps Henry and his coaching staff kind of saw something there and that's what they said at half time maybe to lead to that goal Yeah I think so and they probably learned from I suppose the, the Munster final in regards they didn't really have any one uh, defender pick up a player there weren't anyone picking up Tony Kelly there was no one player picking up Shane O'Donnell Peter Duggan it's just wherever he w- went John Kiley and Kinnert they trusted 
each individual to take him on and they didn't have one man marker as such and I suppose with Cottle Mannion he loves running off the shoulder getting the pass or finding a bit of space out around midfield he'll go on to that trusted left hand side and drill the ball over the bar Tom Onan the same Glennon the same out around midfield so I think Henry trusted his players that with the way Limerick played with the zonal defence that they would get uh, success from playing around with the ball out midfield and scoring uh, from long range and that's probably why you've seen uh, so many wides from Galway now at the end if you look at it there's only 19 wides to 15 so there wasn't that much in the difference over the course of the 73 or 4 minutes but um, I think because they were shooting from they had to t- take every chance they got because the limit defenders are so tight inside Sean Finn very few people get the better of him same with Mike Casey at the moment he's back to his 2018 type form so they were shooting from long range and that's probably why they were shooting the wides but the Concannon goal was how you probably get to the, to the in behind this, this Limerick team is where they had the ball out around midfield it was a diagonal ball to the square as opposed to straight down where it's easier break when you hit a diagonal to the square a forward can just loop in behind and catch it from the behind that's what Concannon just did and then we look well, I suppose Galway kept with Limerick until the 66th minute about 9 minutes I think before that we saw Peter Casey Key Lynch coming back from Limerick and wow Tommy the noise around Crow Park here and especially for Key Lynch no surprise was that something do you think that helped Limerick to win this match? Yeah I don't actually Stephen no um, but I do agree with you when 54 minutes came up on the clock and the two boys just started warming up there was a cauldron of noise here in Crow Park and the top of the Hogan wasn't even open here but we could send we could feel it you could hear it the whole place went mild you're talking about a lad that was 11 months out of injury Pierre Casey had 5 points from play scored in that first half and all earned went off after just nailing down his probably position he was always a sub coming on and coming off but he was after nailing down his position he was probably heading for a kind of hurler of the year type territory at the time and uh, man had a match in that final type territory but went off with a cruel so to see him go through that pain and people supporters I think they tend to you know mind their own and they were just probably you know absolutely thrilled to see him back just to, to run out onto the field same with Keane Lynch it's been 10 weeks he hasn't hurled in 10 weeks and um, it was important for Kylie for the final to get them out onto the field because when you if you said after the game or before the game that a, a Limerick sub would come on and win the game for him and Lynch and Casey would come on you'd say well it was definitely one of those two <laughs> and it wasn't it yeah, was David Reedy, Reedy. Yeah, John Coyley credited him. Uh, I spoke to John just a few minutes ago down in the Bells of Crow Park there and he, he, he picked Reedy out because I'd mentioned Casey and Lynch and he said, you know, he gave he gave Reedy his dues. No surprise there, Reedy, was there? Yeah, and, and, and richly deserved because if there's that, in, you know, I suppose more difficult than, than losing, it's probably when you're a sub on a winning team you just love to be part of the action. You see the guys getting the great scores. You see the guys catching the ball out of the air and you just probably wish that you, that was you maybe out there. And Reedy has been looking that over the last couple of years, but he's been coming on and making valuable contributions. So it's great that, and it's probably a great message to the rest of the panel is, you stay going here. Even if you are a sub, you could come on and win this All-Ireland for us or an All-Ireland semi-final. And Reedy did just that today. And he gets his rewards for, I suppose, the mental training he's putting over the last few years. Because physically, they all put in probably the same but the rest of the boys get the the rewards on Sunday because they're in Crow Park they're catching the ball out of the air getting the roar from the crowd or you know they're getting the goal they're getting the point maybe that they feel won it for them towards really you know when you're a sub you don't he came on today and he's going to get all the glory and, and 
richly deserved. Absolutely. Before I ask you quickly about the final, just looking at Galway, um, the fact that they did stay so close to Limerick for so long in this game and perhaps feeling a little bit disappointed that they just couldn't get that winning score to, to get to the final. It would have been some final as well, Cody against Shefflin. But anyway, now that Shefflin has taken his team so far in his first year inter-county management, that really has, I suppose, given the Galway panel great confidence. It'll make mean make for great competition within that within that panel for next year as well. And how do you think their prospects are for the next twelve months or so? Yeah, well, I think they'll probably receive huge encouragement from the way they're consistently um, turned up for every game. Yes, at, at times, I suppose the Leinster final is probably the only real one that you know. I think they didn't take their goal chances. They, didn't, they shot a lot of wides that day, um, but I still think physical, physically, they, they turned up that day. So I think they can look back and say, Do you know what? These are the standards we set in training, and look what happens then if we do it each day and every day that we go out and train and are off the field. That when it comes to the crucial times in Championship Sunday, we turn up. So they can take that from from Henry Sheffield's role so far. Um, the other thing I suppose they'll have to look out for is he'll be there probably watching the club games now for the rest of the summer so he will learn more about we all know about the Dahi Burks we all know about Groh McInerney we all know about Tom Monaghan Glennon we know about Conor Wheel and the Mannions but what about the guys we don't know about that the people in Galway know about so Sheffield now will get a, a chance to see all these club championship games and like while someone mightn't stand out in a game to a manager he might be able to pick out someone that said, you know what, we could do with him beside Conor Whelan or we could do with him beside Cotton Mannion. Yes, he might catch a ball or he might pass the ball or he might do something that he needs in his team. It could be a cornerback, a stopper, a man marker. And uh, like, if you look at the Kilkenny team yesterday, like Mikey Butler was, was picked to, to, to mark Tony Kelly. But that wasn't from training, I'd say, over the last couple of weeks. He was picked out in the club. No, Brian Cody being at all these club games, Marin Fogarty, James McGarry, Mickey Comfort, they're at all these club games and to see the, you know, I suppose the, the, the confidence that they, I suppose, that these players get from big games and Mikey Butler played in a lot of big games last 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 year. So Shefflin will get, will see extra players and that's the advantage that they will have going into next year. And now the final, Limerick against Kilkenny, a replay of the 07 final, uh, which I was talking to you about a bit earlier. Um, seems like a, such a long time ago now, but it is interesting because everybody was saying Brian Cody, maybe last year, or some people talking about Brian Cody maybe moving on and letting somebody else take on the Kilkenny job, but here he is again in another final. I'm sure he was watching that game there today thinking, I can come up with a plan here to win this final for Kilkenny. Yeah, well, I think he, he would have known He's no stranger to Club Hurling Kenny and to these players since they were probably 10, 11 years of age. Kenny have quality players. Said that since the start of the year. Owen Cody, Mullen, Keane Kenny, uh, TJ Reid, Big Wally, all the different age profiles. They've 20, 21 year olds, then they've the older last 29, 30 year olds. So they have plenty of experience, both skill and talent, and they have plenty of pace. So he knows that. The key thing is here, Kenny need to get back down to the ground very, very quickly. Like it was such a high here in Crow Park yesterday you know after watching clear the whole summer but in the in the Munster Championship and you know they were small favourites for yesterday and then Kilkenny had been such a performance yesterday that people could get on a, such a high now and think that the All-Ireland is going to be ours I'd say we need to get back down to earth here now and prepare just to survive as was in this final against Limerick Do you think John Kylie himself would be relishing this like you know it's I suppose Kilkenny are the, the aristocrats of All-Ireland hurling finals and uh, I'm sure John Kylie would like to beat them as part of this three in a row or do you think maybe it's like oh, he doesn't really care which team it is just once they're in the final yeah he mightn't say it but I'd say 
he won't even have to speak about it. I'd say even every Limerick GA person, like Kilkenny were at the top for so long. Probably, you know, if Kilkenny, Cork and Tipperary were traditionally the, the big three mm. and uh, Kilkenny top of that list, I suppose, with, with all Ireland wins, of course they're going to want and I think Kilkenny are the team they wanted over the last number of years, especially since the 2019 semi-final. And, uh, we have to remember now 2018, the year the one that I learned, they did beat Kilkenny. So it's not that they haven't beaten them before or anything, but I'm sure it's there for them that they'd love to beat them in, a, in an All-Ireland final. You go back to 1973 when they beat Kilkenny in that, then we beat them in 0-7. The current team, we beat them in 17, John Kiley's first year, he wasn't happy with that year at all but then look what they've done since they beat us in 18 then we beat them in 19 so there's not really much traditionally between the two of them and um, but I think John Kiley will be just absolutely delighted to ask Kenny in the final I think that that's the team they wanted